Are you subscribed to the Deeper membership? You'll get every episode a week early and ad-free. There's also a bonus episode every fortnight, even during holidays. I never stop for the Deeper. I've created so much premium content for you there. It's only $4.99 a month, which is like $1.25 a week. Subscribe to The Deeper on Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus for Android. Links are in the show notes. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. When you're sick, you work at getting well, but when you're well, you don't work as hard because you go, well, I'm well. Welcome to The Deep. I'm Zoe Marshall. In my early 20s, a lot of traumatic things happened. And ever since then, I have had this fascination with people and their stories. This is The Deep. I acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which I work and live and recognise their continuing connection to land, water and community. I pay respect to Elders past, present and emerging. It's been three years since I spoke to my first ever podcast guest, Kate. If you haven't heard her episode, go back to the first ever episode of The Deep, The Terminal Parent, and have a listen first. Now Kate is back, and so is her cancer. But her point of view is very unique, and she's more confident than ever that she can heal herself for a second time. Even giving us the date, she will be cancer-free. Beautiful Kate, three years. It has been three years since we had you on the deep. How are you? Well, I'd love to say I'm fabulous, you know, but whenever anyone comes on the deep, there's always a story to tell, right, Zoe? Mm -hmm. Look, can I just say you look fabulous? You always look fabulous. Look, I'll I'll take that. I'll take that. I feel fabulous. I I feel fabulous. Yeah, I feel great. Let's get there then. Let's go on because I didn't want you to ever be back on the deep. And then I want to say, what is it, two weeks ago that we saw the cancer return? Uh, It was was five weeks ago because I'm into week four in Mexico. Time has flown. Yeah, I'm on my fourth week in my Mexican visit. Yeah. Because this is what I saw. This is my interpretation. Like I'm sure lots of your followers on Instagram, if you want to check out what I'm talking about, we'll put Kate's links in the show notes. But living life, doing your thing, then all of a sudden a piece to camera that says, I have cancer, I'm going to Mexico. Really 
it was very direct. There was a real point of action for you. I want to go firstly back to the moment where you knew the cancer came back. That initial that initial moment where you're thinking, I'm cancer-free, I fucked this thing off, now I'm being told the worst thing I could ever be told. Yeah, so let's um, let's go back. It was five weeks, it was a Saturday morning. I'm feeling, I'm, I'm at this stage I'm feeling fabulous and life's fabulous and everything just couldn't be more fabulous really. Um, and I, I coughed. I hadn't had a cough, I just coughed and I got this micro pinhead of a bit of blood came onto my thumbnail and I almost didn't even think anything of it I went into I thought hang on let's just check because my, my history is that I had lung cancer five years ago so um and I haven't coughed blood since so tiny bit of blood you'd almost forget about it and I wiped on a tissue and luckily one of my besties is um is a, is a doctor she happened to be in London Pingram message hey babe how are you how's London by the way uh, just coughed a bit of blood do I forget about it for two weeks and revisit it or what do I and she went scan Monday so Monday morning, I was booked in for a scan by Monday afternoon. I mean, I've got some heavy hitters in the medical industry. So normally in the public health system, you're waiting a few weeks. By Monday afternoon, I was told, I'm sorry, but and this came from my bestie. I'm sorry, darling, the cancer's back in your lungs. Now, things got worse than that. So... Um, Five minutes before the call came from my friend in London, one of my friends was on my buzzer going, hey, I've decided I'm going to spend the night at your house. I mean, immediately I thought, hang on, something, something's happening here. So oh. um, she was going to be having my daughter the next day. It was a school holiday. She was taking her bike riding. But she went, actually, I'm just going to stay at your house. And she's always at my house anyway. She kind of half lives there. So, But you went, oh, okay, there's something going on here. Suddenly the call came from London and it was my mate going, yeah, the cancer's back. So, you know, of course I went, oh, holy shit balls but I've had cancer before uh, and I've had it all through my body my lung liver lymph hips spine ribs shoulders pelvis and I got through it right like a machine I went all right not I'm gonna beat cancer I'm gonna do it in a year and I did so that wasn't the worst of it the the, the, the next day my, my my doctor in London said we need a more comprehensive scan and we want to scan your brain now oh okay uh I, I know that anything to do with the brain is is it's 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 nasty. So let's do a brain scan. Of course, the one thing you're wishing is let's let's hope the cancer's not in your brain. So that afternoon, a call came through, and I could and I could see my friend was shaken, and she said, "It's in both lungs. It's in your liver." And you have multiple tumours in your brain. I now know that it, well, there's 12 or 15 in my brain. And I also know that when it gets in the brain, you've got 6 to 12 months. Immediately, my buzzer went at my door and one of my besties rocked up. Two minutes later, another bestie rocked up. Another friend, another friend. So this was all coordinated behind my back to go... Look, in 90 minutes, I'm calling Kate with some horrific news. 10 minutes after that, I need you at her house because she is going to crumble. <laughs> crumble, I did. I just fell into my friend's arms and said, I'm, I'm dying. I'm dying. 
I need to ask, why did she even suggest the brain scan? If you'd had a history of lung cancer, what was it for her that went, mm? like, was that intuition? Like, what was that? It was just more of a, a full full scan from from head to to, to waist, really. It's like, okay. Well, we, we know it's here. What other vital organs is this cancer in? We need to check this out quickly and rapidly. Okay, so the cancer shows up, and she's just like, we're double checking everything. So it wasn't like the 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 something from the lung scan said to look elsewhere. No, not at all. It was, it was, look, we've, we've, we've basically, they tested my lungs because I've had lung cancer before and I coughed blood from my lungs. So that was the primary scan. Um, and then we had to go, we had to, we had to go deeper on that. Um, can I ask, I mean, I don't know if anyone can ever answer this question, but all of these tumors that they're finding around, how long have they been in your body? Hopefully not long. We're, we're, the brain, I mean, some of these are tiny. When I say there's 15, I mean, like, some are a millimetre, some are three millimetres. The, 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 the worst one is two by two, two centimetres by two centimetres. Um, that's in the left-hand side of my brain. Um, we, I, d- I don't know. I don't have an answer for that. I haven't had a clarified answer for that. So a normal MRI would not pick up these tumours because they're so small. Call it a tumour, call it metastasis, oh, whatever you want. Wow. They're so small, so it yes. wouldn't pick up anyway. So I've been having standard scans every 8, 10, 12 months, and I've had seven clear ones in the last three and a half years. Clear scan, clear scan, clear scan. Woo-hoo, check me, clear scan. So it's not that I haven't been on the ball doing yes. doing, doing the work and being vigilant. It's just that they're so small they wouldn't have picked up. Is this a PET scan? No, we avoid PET scans now because there's so much radiation. So, well, yes, I have had PET scans, um, but now I'm doing full-body MRI in radiation-free environment, um, which just wouldn't pick them up. Nothing would have picked this up, I don't think. So you get this devastating news. You're surrounded by your loved ones. Your daughter, who... And just to preface, if you're like, you're welcoming back Kate, What? who is Kate? Go back to episode one, season one, the very first episode we've ever had on The Deep was your story. Now, Annabelle was little back then uh, when you were first diagnosed. Two, two, three, was it? She was two years old, yes. Of course, she, she was, which was two when I first got diagnosed at the back end of 2018. So she was two. She was a baby. Two. She knew nothing. And now? She will be turning eight in November. So what, seven and a half? Yeah. So you, it's a very different dynamic, right? She understands more. Had you told her in the last few years that you'd had cancer what happened on monday night when you were given the news where are you currently at with that conversation with her yeah okay so that's 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 interesting so i've always protected her she's never known anything about cancer i hid it from her for five years um i've never had chemotherapy i've never lost my hair i've never looked any more sick than you know i i do right now um so that was what i always say i was very proud as that my biggest accomplishment was was not only beating cancer but it was protecting her from the world of cancer so at easter she and i were on holiday and she had my phone and she was looking at photos of herself and she put in her name annabelle and and it unfortunately for me it brought up a a photo of a newspaper article that said terminal cancer mother attempts to save life for daughter annabelle boom oh god she can read my daughter she can read very well and she said 
mummy, have you got cancer? I automatically said, oh, darling, oh, long time ago, nothing to worry about now. Do you want an ice cream? Or I threw in the pool or something. I quickly changed the story and went, oh, fuck. Um, and we didn't talk about it for a couple of weeks. And I thought, okay, this, this, this is too big a conversation. You can't, you can't hide this under the rug. And so I've been, I've been prepped for this conversation for years. I've had the script in, in my mind for years. So what I had done, I'd already printed up 20 photograph books of our whole Instagram page. Uh, and we had a little video that has been made for her and I about our cancer journey. So I had that on the TV and I had the books out and she sort of came to the living room and said, what's going on? And I said, I've got a massive story to tell you. And it's a story of, of you know, sometimes sadness, but also happiness. And it's about, um, it's got a great happy ending and it's a miracle. And I just told her the whole thing and she cried and I cried and, um, we actually, I sold the rights to our story uh, about three years ago to an American production, a TV production crew. So I could finish off by going, by the way, we're having a feature film made of our story. And, you know, this is your, your story is going to be on the big screen. So it, it's how you frame it, you know. So that's, that's her introduction to cancer. That was three months ago. So when this new diagnosis came through, I already had, the, the backup was there already. So I had to work out how to frame it again. Of course, I didn't tell her immediately. I needed a few days just to, to, to sit with this and think about it. Absolutely. She and you remind me a lot of my mom and I, you know, you two against the world. Oh, I don't want to cry. Yeah. And um, I could tell from our very first conversation that it is all for her. As much as it is you you want to live, it's like every fight, every moment, every treatment, every option for you to do what you can do is for her. Now you're in this new, I'm not going to call it a battle. I'm going to call it an opportunity, right? Um, I like that. To, to cure this cancer with her. How, she's just flown with you to Mexico. I'm jumping ahead here, but we'll mm-hmm. co- we'll come back to that. How do you compartmentalize your stuff and then her being present through what you're currently going through day to day? How do you manage that? It was necessary this time. I mean, again, I want to protect her from as much as possible. It, it, and I have had to frame it very well in, in language for a, for a seven-year-old. I said, oops, we need to have a bit of chat. Um, bit of a little bit of an issue in that a uh, little bit of mummy's cancer's come back, but that's okay because we know the best doctors in the world. So mummy's going to have to go to Mexico. The biggest problem is I've got to go for a few weeks. Um, I said, but you get to have a week off school, come to Mexico with me. So with that, she's happy. She's like, yay, great. Grandma's going to look after me for a couple of weeks. Then I'm going to come to Mexico, have a nice little holiday. Bob's your uncle, Fanny's your aunt. And that's all she really needed to know. So she, um, what we haven't said is that normal, normally treatment in Mexico is for a three-week package. Um, the doctors who know me very well here said, this is, this is severe, Kate, we need you back for six to eight weeks. So two months being away from Australia, from my child, which is why I had to, at the midway point, have her flown to me. A friend has taken time off work to bring my daughter to me so we can just be together because I, 
I need it and, and she needs it. Um, you know, there's, there've been, there've been no tears there. There's, there's no tears. There's no fear. It's just positivity and, and it's just spending time together. That's it. And I said, are you doing fun stuff in Mexico? Where are you going? I go, I, I really haven't planned a lot. I just, we just need to be together. She, she sleeps in my bed. I wake up next to her. I sleep next to her. I hold her hand. We jump in the pool together. Yeah. You know, it's just, that's it. You know, it's, I, I just hold her. I brush her hair. It's, I, we're not here to, 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 you know, the, the theme parks and fun parks. It's just being together. So, as a as a parent, as a solo parent, she's been my everything since Dot, and I couldn't do this without her for at least a little bit of the the, the chunk of the story. I want to go back now a little bit to the moment you're sitting with it, this cancer diagnosis. You just said it's extreme. Talk to me about what this means. You you've you've said lo- cancer in the brain can mean six to twelve months. You've said they want to keep you there for double the treatment time. Can you give me a little bit of uh, explanation around the diagnosis so we know why you had to get to Mexico the next day? Um, look, Mexico is always my healing place. So the first time around, uh, diagnosed, terminal, given six months to live from Australia, too far gone for chemotherapy, too far gone for them to operate, the quality of my life under any circumstance was just going to be shit. So was put into a targeted therapy drug for lung cancer and it was expected to give me an extra six, potentially 12 months to live, but no more. My life insurance was paid out. And that's what happens in Australia. If you've got less than 24 months to live, you take that, you, um, you, you, you plan your funeral, basically. So, um, Back then, I, I went, hang on, there's a there's an opportunity, there's a, there's a clinic in Mexico, I'm going to give it a crack. Well, I came to Mexico, within a year I was healed. So because of that, automatically when the, the diagnosis came through, I knew I had to get back to Mexico. But I also wanted to see an oncologist to say, hey, what can we do? So they said, let's put you back on a targeted therapy drug because we think this is going to work really well against the secondary tumours which are in your brain. Yes, please, thank you very much. I'm, and this time I'm, I'm, I'm more positive about that because the doctor said, we think it's going to work well. The first time they said, it's not going to work. Take it anyway, but it might extend your life by a little bit. So now already, I've already got a little bit of hope. And you need to have hope in, in, in times like this. So, um, and of course, I'm going to come back to Mexico because it was my healing place the first time around. So there was never going to be any other treatment plan for me. Um, there was no, hey, should we look at doing chemo? Should we look at doing... It was just, let's get back on the path that I was set on um, all those years ago. It's expensive. We talked about this the first time. It is like for three weeks. How much was it? It was. It's. It's. It, it's a lot. It's sixty-five thousand dollars Australian for three weeks. Now the doctors want me here for eight weeks. Um, I had my Yikes. life. I mean, I found the money to pay for the first round of treatment. For the second one, my life insurance was paid out. I don't have that money anymore because I've spent a quarter of a million dollars on on healing myself. Um, which to some sounds an awful lot of money, but I always say, but you know what, your neighbour could go out tonight and buy a Lamborghini or a Maserati for a hunt for 300 grand, you know. So for me, it was never a lot of money. It becomes a lot of money when you don't have it, and this time I don't have it. So how do you get there? Um, my friends have set up a, you know, one of your GoFundMes. Um, we've raised $65,000, which is absolutely incredible. I mean, in this climate, everyone is struggling financially, you know, people aren't spending. So that's, 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 that's got me part way through treatment. I'm going to be paying off, um, in installments. I know the clinic well. I know they'll look after me. 
Um, but doesn't mean I'm going to get eight weeks of complimentary treatment. Um, you know, these people need pain. So the GoFundMe or whatever it was, it's through my cause it is, um, we pay out monthly. So I've got 50000 to, to to pay and then, you know, whatever comes in. Um, I can hopefully get my, I've signed the terminal paperwork again, yeah, terminal in illness paperwork. So I can potentially pull out any, the rest of my super, which isn't a lot because it was all paid out four years ago so there's not a lot there so i'll i'll beg still borrow if i have to sell my house or sell my and house. we'll do we'll we'll um beg right now and we'll beg later as well for anybody that wants <laughs> <Thank> to <you. laughs> thanks anybody yeah i'll go and get on my we'll, knees if you need me we'll whatever i can do we will do illegal activities <laughs> um We'll put, all, we'll put all of that in the show <laughs> notes as well. So you're in Mexico, you're going through your treatments, you're being very candid with what it is like where you're staying because you're not at the Ritz-Carlton, you're somewhere very humble and and cheap and you're sneaking into other resorts and <laughs> Doing what yeah. you can. Yeah, really. Are, you really are watching my stories. You're really watching yeah. my stories, there, Zoe. Um, yeah. No. Look, it's it's like the clinic have been very kind. They own a property here, which I didn't know, which you call a condo, which is a townhouse. So it's not that humble. It's very nice. My daughter arrived. Went. Oh, it's fancy. Um, but normally you do stay in a six star hotel, and you know it's all inclusive. So that's your that's your drinks. It's three pools. There's eight restaurants. There's you know room service and waiters. And I don't get that. That's totally fine. I'm fending for myself here, which I'm a big girl so I can do that so I get the bus for 12 pesos which is a buck and I go downtown and I get my you know, get my organic lettuce and I come back in 35 degree heat you know sweating my tits off and I have lettuce every my, my salad every single night I make one for two days and I'm very regimented in that um, I haven't been out I'm not drinking margaritas I'm not seeing entertainment I'm not going to shows I'm not you know uh, I'm just focused on healing and 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 not being a a swine when it comes to money that people have raised and donated for me. I see that so often where people go, you know, they plead poverty and then you see they've got, they've got a designer handbag and they've got a nice car and I'm like, hang on, what's going on here? So I am, I am penny pinching wherever I can because even, you know, when the treatment's over, I, I, you know, I, 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 there's, there's things I need to buy when I get home. I need a full body hypothermia. I need a hyperbaric machine. I should get an infrared sauna. Can I continue work or do I need to give up my work? If I give, I work for myself. I'm lucky, but you know, I've got to pay more wages because I'm not working. It, it, it all, it all comes down to money. Staying alive isn't cheap, but I need to stay alive for my daughter. You do. How is the treatment going seeing as you're halfway through? So I know they test quite often over there, don't they? And they look at things. Um, Are you still on your targeted drug as well? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I'll keep taking that because the the oncologist back home said it's going to do great things. So I'm going to have another brain MRI in two weeks. That'll be six weeks since the first one. So we're hoping for great, I'm hoping for great things. Um, Look, so I've never felt better there's Mm. you know you you, you feel there's nothing wrong with me at all I've never felt better 
I don't think I've ever looked better. Um, so, you know, there has to be some signs somewhere that something is wrong with my body and I'm just not getting that. My blood work is absolutely on point. Um, my, you know, my blood, my white blood cells, my red blood cells, my cancer markers are great. So, um, I'm hoping for great things. How's treatment going? Bloody brilliant. Really good. I'm, I, you know, but I turn up every day and I, I give it a hundred percent every single day. Um, we're getting to the point now. It's all getting quite, mundane you know a month of doing the same thing every day six days a week but everything I go okay thank you thank you thank you I'm blessed I'm going to take every IV every therapy every treatment and just pump it into my body to see if we can get rid of this beast are there side effects to some of these treatments diarrhea vomiting constipation I I mean you turned blue with one of them for me absolutely nothing yes I did so yeah I haven't spoken about that on my page but yes we do a methylene blue IV I was a bit of a guinea pig but they tripled the dose on me and literally it's called the avatar IV because you turn blue and you look and I'm still weeing blue from four days ago uh, and, and, and your stools are blue everything's just blue it's you know luckily I've got a great sense of humor because the nurses are laughing the doctors are laughing the cleaners are laughing it's like oh my god you're blue I'm going yeah I, I know thanks um so well I'm happy to be that guinea pig I don't mind one bit so for me there's absolutely no side effects I feel fantastic I feel energized I feel vibrant um I exercise every wow. morning every afternoon so for me wow. no, I feel amazing I really do have you in between when we spoke to you last and now or the last time you were in Mexico and now I mean you radically changed your lifestyle you became a vegan you were juicing and colonicking and all of the things have you were you able to in that time relax that and now that you're back here is it just 110% back to where it was Exactly. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, look, I've been cancer free for nearly four years. So, life has got a lot more normal. You know, I drink wine, probably too much. I eat organic bread now and again. Probably shouldn't be doing that. Um, I do an enema a week. Perhaps I should be doing three. I have a sauna a week. I should be doing three. I always said I'm never going to stop doing my treatments, but you know, the, 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 the time frame expands because life just becomes normal and when you're sick you work at getting well but when you're well you don't work as hard because you go well I'm well I'm well so I I've never um I've never I'm well um and I still say I'm well and I still feel well I, I don't feel I've got cancer I don't look like I've got cancer I don't think I act like I've got cancer so I I simplify things in my mind and go I'm a little bit sick I've got to get well that's it Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Your diagnoses are always hardcore. 
you know, they're never light, are they? <laughs> oh, they're I don't never... do things by half. I don't do things by half. Like, yeah. it's like <laughs> the first one was six months. This one is now six to 12. Oh, no, I haven't been given a time frame because I haven't asked. Oh. Um, oh. oh with, you mean with brain? Yeah. So, so, yeah. No, so that was what I was told. I mean, I mean, four years ago when I, I spoke to the doctors here, they introduced, sorry, I should explain that better. They introduced me to someone and they said, this gentleman has brain cancer and he's, you know, still with us three years on. But normally with brain cancer, you get six to 12 months. And I remember that conversation. So when I was told wow. brain, I went, oh, holy okay. fucking shitballs. I've not asked the question because I don't want to know an answer. You don't want to know. Okay. 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 I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I haven't asked my friend who's the doctor. I haven't asked the oncologist. I haven't asked the team here. You don't need just, to know. You don't need I to I don't know. need to know. I mean, I've signed terminal no. paperwork, so we know it's not good that my, my specialists have signed it so I can get my I'll have allowed so you to do. Treatment. Okay. Yep. Um, question. Uh, if you get cancer back, is it more um, like there's a greater – there's a greater – um, what, what am I trying to say? Do you have better odds if you get it a second time to, Got no to idea. cure it again because you've already Haven't done it? Oh, you don't know those things. Don't know. It, okay. uh, emotionally, mentally, I go, look, I'm, I'm back on the health train and I don't have to learn the tools because I have them already. So, um, you know, my diet could change overnight, my exercise plan, my regime, my med supplements, boom, I'm back in there, the positive thinking. So, you know, I I hit the ground running this time. And I always say, I've done it once and there was a fucking lot of cancer in my body. I mean, I had a tumor the size of a uh, um, an apple in my lung. Now, if, I'm, if some of these tumors are only a millimeter, they're tiny, right? So my thought is that these blood-based therapies, treatments, medicines, whatever you want to call them, they're going to go in and they're going to zap them. Um... I, I just have to say to myself, I, I mean, look, I'm, I'm going to say it right here, right now. I want to be cancer-free by the end of the year. What are we in August now? I've got five months to do it. Um, and <laughs> no, I love how you're giggling. Yes. I said last time I'm going to do it in 12 months giggling. and I did it. I'm oh, oh I'm, not, I'm not wavering. I'm fucking celebrating I'm, I'm you. I am, I am celebrating. Yeah. I'm not giggling. Oh, well, this I'm, is you. You can do this. You will do this. I think I can. I think you I will. will do and, this. and you know, I haven't said that publicly yet, but I've just I just now have on the deep on Zoe Marshall's podcast. I want to be cancer free by the end of the year. That's my that's my aim. So I'm gonna go fucking hard. Um yes. so basically I have said to all my friends, I've become a I'm gonna become a hermit. I am growing a veggie patch, an organic veggie patch in my back garden. I'm gonna be other than school drop offs and pickups, I'm gonna be home. Um I said to the boy I said I'm getting a sauna, it's gonna to have to be lots of sauna sex at my house. Um delicious girlfriends, I said bring your green juice. <laughs> bring your green juice. We can have saunas, no sauna sex for them. We can have saunas and green juice <laughs> and lymphatic green bounders and we can sit in the in, in by my pool because the vitamin D is known to, you know, to to, to fight you. So it's all gonna be I'm on the health train and it is a hundred and ten percent or nothing. You're either pregnant or you're not, it's black or white. There's no grey zone for me. Um I've got I've got a date set by the first of the first twenty-four, gone, out of it. I want the cancer gone from my body. You had a very um and I and I beg you to stop listening to this and go back to episode one, season one to listen to Kate's full story if you're here, because I'm just gonna jump into it. The relationship you had with your ex husband was so traumatic and tumultuous and toxic and 
who knows if that was a contributor to the grief and the cancer, right? I feel like you said you believed it was, but I can't remember if that was true. 1000%. It wasn't my it wasn't my body that failed me, it was my mental state. So my husband became an addict, went to live on the streets, left my daughter and I, she was one. You know, I don't want to waffle on about that. A lot of people know yeah. that part. I was broken, I was fractured, I was grief-stricken, I was depressed, I, I wanted, literally wanted to die. Um, and you hold different emotions in different organs of your body, you hold it in your lungs. You know, there's, there's, it doesn't take a scientist to put two and two together, that that's what gave me lung cancer. So I'm curious now that this has returned. If you think or believe that there is something unconsciously unhealed maybe towards that part of your life? Like what what are you thinking that's, uh, you know, if that emotionally contributed, where are you at now with that thought process? Yeah, okay, great question. I mean, I am asking why has it come back? Why? Because I'm in a great place, you know. I My life is, is good for me. I couldn't wish for any more right now. Um, you know, my daughter is amazing and I've got great friends around me and I love my work and I've met a new man and I'm feeling good. And, you know, so um, I did see an emotional therapist here in Mexico and they said, it's as if your brain hasn't caught up with your lungs. Your lungs um, had healed from that the brain hadn't caught up yet so maybe there's still more work to do um i am talking about i've done a lot of healing i mean i've done a lot of the physical healing through you know medications treatments um but also i've done a lot of emotional healing breath work heart opening psychologist counselor reiki kinesiology ayahuasca so um i will revisit ayahuasca that was quite a pinnacle for me that was pretty mind-blowing um and really helped me through a lot it was it was an emotional breakthrough for me so um i'm talking about potentially doing some while i'm here in mexico if not I'll, i'll hunt some out when i get back to um back to the gold coast And now we're in the middle of treatment and you're going to go home and get into your shell, into your cocoon. The conversation with Annabelle currently is that you are with the best doctors in the world fighting your cancer. And when you get home, I'm doing all of these treatments and mummy can't go eat the hot chips because, you know, mummy's doing this. Is this still just the way we're going to be to the end of the year and she's going to get very used to mum being in the sauna and mum doing the juicing and all of that? Is that the plan? Yeah, she's going to be part of this. I mean, she would come to the the sauna centre down the road. Um, She would juice with me. Can I help you juice mummy? Yeah, you can. So these aren't – this isn't new for her. Um – She'll just be have to be more involved. I have a um, a lymphatic rebound, which is a mini trampoline. Well, I'm always on that, and we play music, and then she gets on that, and so it's just it just have to be a little bit more hardcore, a little bit more regimented. That's all. So we don't we don't use we don't use the cancer word. I mean that's that's a c word, right? We don't use that in front of children, but we just say I say that there are some naughty cells in mummy's body. Um, and my good cells need to be energized to go and fight the the naughty cells basically so there's some there's some there's some badness in there and we've got to get the good bits to go and beat up the bad bits and get the bad bits out um got it right what have you heard learnt 
about her father, your ex-husband, in the past few years? Uh, second-hand information is that he has got his life back together. He is living with a partner. I've heard she's very unattractive, so that's always good. Um, in Brisbane, um, and he, he, he has a job, and that's it. That's all I know. He's never reached out once. I've, I've been prepping myself and Annabelle for his, you know, the time when there's an email or a call or a text to go, hey, I want to come and meet Annabelle, spend time with her. Potentially, the call never came. The text never came. Uh, the email never came. Um, so two years ago, she was saying, mummy, can I meet my daddy? And I said, I would love for that to happen, darling. Um, when the time is right for daddy, that will happen. She doesn't ask about him anymore. I just, yeah, I had to be emotionally ready. And that, um, that was a big step for me. I mean, he did, he did bad things. He became a cruel, vile man. So that was a big thing for me to be able to potentially walk into a space and invite him. I even thought I might even get his number and, and message him and go, she's, she's ready now. But no, he's shown his true colours. I don't think we'll ever see him again. When you say that Annabelle stays with grandma, that's his mum. Yeah, yeah. Well, his mum doesn't see him either. Yeah, I'm, I she, was she would love. That. I think she, I don't want to speak. I don't want to speak for her, but I think she would love a relationship with her son. But I think, again, I can't speak for him. But when you've done such hideous things, it's not like you've. Oops, I shagged the secretary. I'm really sorry. Let's continue with life. I mean, he he became an addict. He went to live on the streets. There was prostitutes use. He we, we had to sell our house. He stole all the money. I mean, every hideous thing you could imagine happened. We've got the police at the front door, cars missing. Um, I don't think you can come back from that and go, oops, sorry. I mean, there'd be pride involved. And also he would have built his own narrative. There's his word, my narrative and the truth, right? He would have built his own. And I think to protect his own emotion, he would he would have turned that around on the family. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, he always did. You know, when he got fired from his job, it was their fault. He had a fight with his dad. It was his dad's fault. When he had a fight with his ex, it was his ex's fault. I'm the, you know, I'm this, his mum's, but it was always, there was always someone to blame. That's narcissistic behaviour. So, okay. um, I, I, I don't think we'll hear from him again. Okay. Now, you are in a positive mindset. You are surrounding yourself by joy and I'm sure lots of beautiful things. But I'm also assuming in the middle of the night when no one is there and you're at your most vulnerable, you are having thoughts of the unthinkable. No, I'll stop you right there. I'll stop really? you're assuming wrong. You're assuming very wrong. One thousand percent. I have a I have a mental metaphorical baseball bat and I've had that for about four years and if anything nothing even comes close nothing comes close. I have no plan b on this Zoe there is no thought there is no dark times there are no tears they'll say there's no tears no tears no fear just positivity I promise you and I um you know if I was to sit with a shrink for hours and hours and they peel back the layers of the onion they might get to a little dark place in there somewhere but you know, after those two dark days of me saying, fuck, I'm dying. I mean, I text a friend. I said, when I'm gone, can you care for my daughter? I said, I should have asked you this years ago. And she said, you'll be fine, darling. And I said, no, this time it's very, very bad. But the, the first time this happened, again, I had two dark days where you go into a hole and think, holy fuck, I'm dying. 
This time I went, holy fuck, I'm dying. And then I went, mm, hang on, hang on. There's, there's got to be some hope somewhere. There's got to be, there's got to be a way out of it. So I'm in that space and I'm not wavering and I'm not getting out of that space. So if it's not by the end of the year, it will certainly be by, by next year. Because I am um, learning a lot about locus of control. Have you heard of that term? I have not, never. Locus of control is either external or internal. And when you have an external locus of control, um, which can come through friends or parents or the way society or religion or spirituality or anyone makes you feel, you in some ways are taking your power away. What I'm hearing you say is your internal locus of control is so strong. There is nothing outside of you, like you're not getting doctor's opinions or timelines or anything like that. All you're doing is internally being driven by a belief. And there have been studies done on children in oncology units where doctors have said or asked for opinion, do you know who will survive and who will not? And they say, we can tell if they've got an internal or external locus of control. If those kids have an internal locus of control, they their survival rate is much higher than those that are external, right? And it's like so wild to watch you just go, you know, this therapist I'm working with on this was saying, if you were given a terminal diagnosis on a scale from, you know, zero to three, how devastated would you be? And I had a cancer scare earlier on the year and, and I was like, I would be fucking devastated. And it was showing that my external locus of control was outwards, was external, where they're like, people get diagnosed all the time and they are just like, I fucking got this. I will fight this. I own this. If I've created this, I uncreate this. And you are literally the symbol of this. You're like the poster girl. Yeah, I don't yeah, I don't know how that came about, but there is no there is no other ending to this story other than me healing and healing rapidly. I got I I'm not getting trolled much at all the first time a lot because people thought I was a liar they said you're like the Belle Gibson you haven't got cancer she was a lady that um she falsified her own brain cancer and then miraculously got well and she made all this money and well, she didn't have cancer at all I think she was in prison wasn't she so people because I looked so well so someone the other day sent me a message and said well firstly they said you're a you're a c-u-n-t Get your tombstone ready because we all know this Mexican stuff is bullshit. You're going to be a corpse soon. And all I could think was, God, your spelling is horrific and there's no punctuation. What a twat you are. I didn't go, oh, my God, how awful is this? Aren't you vile? I didn't even put it on my screen. I just went, you're a knob. I'm going to prove you anything like that just makes you push harder, fight harder. And I just, it's, it's, it's water for ducks back. I go, Oof, off you fuck. Um, so no, there's, there's, there's no option. I'm going to get through it and I'll do it. Um, I'll do it rapidly and, and life will continue. That's it. That's it. And how do your oncologists in Australia feel about Mexico? Um, so I don't really have oncologists. I, I, um, discharged myself from the public health system because I, I, I didn't want to be in it anymore. And I haven't had a doctor appointment since, like in the last three years. So, so I went to a new guy, my, my friend, the, 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 the doctor in London, she said, I've hunted down the best oncologist I can. 
And he's quite open-minded. So I only had one appointment with him before leaving. I said, right, what can we do? He said, let's put you on this medication. I said, okay, I'm out of here going to Mexico. He was like, fine. So I don't have an oncolist per se, um, but I have emailed a couple of times for you know for referrals and things. And I'll go back and see him again. Quite open-minded, I think. I mean, the first lot really weren't. They said, it's a waste of money. Uh, the GP said, go home, spend time with your daughter, drink wine before you die. You know, when you hear things like that, you hear things enough times, you have to put your blinkers on. And, and you just, you know, if, let's say you've got this beautiful child and, and, and they're, they're, they're six years old and they're a bit tubby, they eat a bit too much ice cream. If you keep going, oh, you're fat, you're fat, piggy porker, aren't you fat? Oh, you're chubby, piggy piggy, aren't you fat? This child is going to be broken and for the rest of their life thinking that they're fat. So... That's the same if someone says, you haven't got long, you're terminal, you're incurable, you're going to die. If you keep hearing it, you're going to start mm. believing it. So I just put my blinkers on and I don't, I don't, A, I don't ask the question and B, I wouldn't listen to the answer regardless. I just want to make a statement that neither of us work or get compensation from this clinic. Like, um, I think sometimes the... Uh, feedback I, I, I'm assuming you get as well is that it is responsible to be talking about alternative ways to cure cancer because it is radical, it is unconventional. I'm not promoting this. This is purely your story. But are you feeling like there are people that are very triggered? Number one, maybe they don't have the privilege of being able to afford to get there or that it's just so against what society is saying we should do? Look, not this time around. The first time, definitely. I mean, again, my any story becomes like Chinese whispers. So I'm always hearing that Kate was radical and she refused chemotherapy and she refused radio. No, no, I didn't. I, I'm open to anything. I just want to live. I don't know how that looks. I don't care how that looks. If someone said the only way you're going to get through this is keep keep me chemo, I'm ready. I'm 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 willing to do anything to survive. If treatment in Mexico didn't work and the doctor said, you know, back home and said we think this, I'll do it. So I think, I mean, you know, Western medicine is is, is advancing so rapidly. There's a immunotherapy, targeted therapy, the new chemotherapy. You can take as an oral pill. It's not you're not plugged into an IV. You know, every every week at the hospital. So um, no, I think I think. Slowly but surely, the two worlds are, are, are joining forces, the East and the Western, the functional, the complementary, the alternate. It's, it's, it's all coming together. So um, all I'm doing is telling my story. That's all I've ever done. I'm not saying, hey, go to Mexico or Germany or China or America where good things are happening. I'm just telling my story. This is, this is the path that I was set on and it's the path that I've taken. And, you know, people can listen, follow along or they can bugger off entirely up to them. It's amazing. You're amazing. I mean, this question is going to be so different to how I thought it might be now, but who are you when no one's watching now in Mexico? <laughs> Kate is Kate is exactly the Kate that you're talking to right now. There's no different Kate. Kate is, uh, I'm on Instagram every morning on my walking track talking to my 35,000 followers and, and we're having a laugh and people go, I tune in just for your humour, Kate. I tune in just to see your your face shining bright and I'm cheeky and I'm naughty and I'm rude and, and that's just me. There, There is no different. I'm an open book. Um, I wish I could tell you that there was, a, you know, something a little bit more exciting behind the scenes. There's really not. Uh, that's it. That's it. What you see is what you get. Well, I am not going to keep you another second longer out of that beautiful bed with your daughter. 
So, like I said, we will beg, we will beg all of you listening right now that has fallen in love with Kate, what, three years ago, has fallen in love again today, to please everything, every cent counts. Like, even if it was a dollar, we're going to put the link in the show notes. If you can afford it, if you cannot, just send your love. But if you can, please. Thank you, Zoe. Yeah, look, we're taking prayers, we're taking happy thoughts, we're taking positivity, we're taking hope, we're taking we're taking dollars, whatever you know. But any, you know, I mean, look, we're at sixty five thousand. That's can I just say thank you to everyone that has contributed. That's been incredible. So in such a short period of time. Yeah, that was because I mean, I, I originally I said there's absolutely no way I'm asking. There's no way in the world. Um, I'm having a GoFundMe, but I've got some pretty powerful friends. I mean, I've got, you know, doctor friends and lawyer friends. This is happening like it or not. So you might as well be in. So, and, and, and I don't know why I was saying no, because I can't, I can't afford the treatment that's required. So I'm saying yes now. Okay. Yes. Change my mind. I've changed my mind. Get that ego out of the way. <laughs> so, yeah, take you take so the donations. I know. I know. What a knob was I to say no. So yeah, I'm down now. Ego's gone. I'm open to it. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Is there anything that you want to add that we haven't discussed today? Just that, you know, I social media has been such a blessing for me. I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not on Facebook. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on, I never had an Instagram page before my cancer. I mean, I've got one for my business, but I didn't have one. It just sort of happened naturally and organically. And I just want to say that it's been so uplifting to have all the love and support and prayers and encouragement and high fives. And it just, I really think that's, that's a massive part that got me through. And it is again, I mean, I pulled off that page for a year. I thought, well, I've got nothing else to say about cancer. It's a cancer page but I'm back in up to my tits whether I like it or not and it's been a pure joy and people do really lift me up on on a daily basis so I do want to say thank you for the love that's shown to Annabelle and I. Well we love you thank you so much for being with us on the deep today. I love you too it's been my absolute pleasure thanks Zoe. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the deep. If it's left you with any burning questions for me or our guests, please hit us up by direct message on Instagram at What's the Deep. Are you subscribed to the Deeper membership? You'll get every episode a week early and ad free. There's also a bonus episode every fortnight, even during holidays. I never stop for the deeper. I've created so much premium content for you there. It's only $4.99 a month, which is like $1.25 a week. Subscribe to the deeper on Apple Podcasts or Acast Plus for Android. Links are in the show notes.